Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The Apostle Paul expected God to work mightily, specifically in the last days, to bring about a change among the Jewish people. And we know prophetically that this change must happen in order for the kingdom of God to be established. And we're going to be speaking about that change to the Jewish people that most certainly will take place in the last days. Now, when I say change to the Jewish people, that change can come individually to Jewish individuals at any time in the same way that comes to non-Jewish people, and that is by faith. It's one way and only one way. It's the gospel and faith in it. So all people, both Jew and Gentile, at any time can respond, but it takes faith. And what he's saying here is this, Israel as a nation, that last day remnant, that one-third that's going to survive until the second coming, they are going to look upon Messiah when he returns. They are going to see his wounds, the fact that he had been pierced, and they're going to recognize him for who he is, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And they're going to come to faith in him, and it's that faith that's going to bring about a change among the Jewish people. And because of that change, the kingdom of God can be established. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Isaiah and chapter 64. Now, there's a difference, not in words, but in verse number. We're going to see that chapter 63 ended in many people's Bible with the first verse of chapter 64. In Hebrew, there's simply a difference. The first verse of chapter 64 in most Bibles is actually the last verse of chapter 63 in the Hebrew Bible. But again, same words, just a different verse number. So what I would suggest to do is this. Let's go back up to the last verse of chapter 63 in the Hebrew Bible that I'm reading. You follow along in the first verse of chapter 64. It'll say the same thing and will be at the same location. So look with me to that passage. In most Bibles, verse 1 of chapter 64 following a bible that is based upon the hebrew text it'll be the last verse of chapter 63 and that first word and that verse is the hebrew word lu which means if only it expresses a strong desire if only this were the situation if only this was the reality if then 
then this would be the outcome. This would be the result of this. And what is the prophet asking for? Well, look again where it says, if only the heavens you had torn. Now, this means simply to open up the heavens. And what it's referring to is the coming of Messiah. Now, from the perspective of Israel today, this would be what they would see his first coming. But from a biblical perspective, we know that it has to do with the second coming at the end of Daniel's 70th week, at the end of those final seven years of this world prior to the establishment of the kingdom of God. And what Isaiah is saying is, if only this had been the reality in his day, that the heavens would have been torn, meaning open up, and you had come down, referring to the coming of Messiah. For before you, it says, mountains, they they shake. Now, what's it referring to? Well, mountains oftentimes refer to a seat of government, a authority, a power. And what it's simply telling us is this, when Messiah comes the second time, not speaking of the blessed hope, the rapture, but the second coming, when he comes at the end of Daniel's 70th week, he is going to shake mountains, meaning there's going to be a change in authority, in government. Why? Because the kingdom of God is going to be established. Look now to the next verse. Verse 2 in most Bibles, in Isaiah chapter 64, but in my Bible, the first verse, where it says, as fire burns the melting. And what it speaks about, that which fire is burning, it melts away, it dissolves. Now, some translations will put a phrase here referring to vegetation or shrubs or twigs or something along those lines that which is burnt by fire so we know something fire burns and it has an effect on things that's what it's speaking about in the same way that if you have water and fire what happens it is going to bubble there's going to be water that boils because of the influence of fire these things have to be And what Isaiah is saying is that there's a spiritual law in the same way that if you put fire to water, when it reaches a certain temperature, it is going to start bubbling up. It is going to boil. In the same way you put fire to something, it's going to melt. These things have to be. It's a law. It's a rule in the same way that when Messiah comes, there's going to be an outcome. There's going to be an occurrence. And it says the same thing here. Keep reading in that same verse. In order to make known in the same way that fire causes a result. We want something. We want your name, O God, to be made known among your enemies. Now, what is that referring to? Name is synonymous with character. So when God says to make known his name among the enemies... How is that going to be done? Through judgment, through the wrath of God. And that wrath of God is going to bring about a kingdom change. This is what Isaiah is desiring. 
And may I suggest to you that we need to agree with Isaiah. We want God's judgment to come in order that that judgment produces a transformation, a change in authority. It shakes the governments and it produces a new authority, a new government, Messiah's kingdom. This is what Isaiah is speaking about. And finally, it says, to make known your name to your enemies. For before you, nations, they will tremble. Now, it's a different word. Earlier on in that first verse, we see a different word, which means the mountains, they were shaken. But now it's speaking about the nations that they are going to tremble. It's another word for being shaken, but being shaken by fear move on to the next verse verse three in your bibles verse two in mine where it says when you have done noraot noraot are awesome things things that reveal the awesome power of god that god is supreme that he's sovereign so notice what he says when you have done these awesome things but here's the problem we were not expecting now this is literally a word for hope better understood we weren't hoping for these things god had done awesome things but we weren't hoping for them and hope is related to expectation now what's it saying here because the people were not hoping They did not have that right expectation. They weren't able to participate, meaning they weren't able to respond to what God had done. They did not recognize it correctly, and therefore they could not respond faithfully. So when you've done awesome things, but the problem is we were not hoping. You came down. Now, what is this referring to? God having come down in the person of Messiah. And before the mountains, once again, the mountains were shaken. Most scholars see this as referring to what took place at Mount Sinai. God came, and you can read this, and I'm speaking about Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, you have a certainty broke the Ten Commandments. After god speaks the ten commandments to the people there is a very significant event god is moving to the people to bring about a wonderful change they had no hope of this change they weren't expecting it they did not participate with it and therefore they failed god and because of that it says you came down before whom the mountains once again were shaken you came to bring change but the people they weren't expecting it they had no hope of it verse 3 now verse 3 here again in the hebrew text verse 4 in yours it speaks about something different how the people they didn't recognize and therefore they couldn't respond notice what it says in this verse and never did they hear now this is word for hearing something with the purpose with the obligation to respond 
in a specific way so they weren't were hearing and furthermore if we keep reading they never were listening that's the problem and an eye did not see what didn't they see god that besides you oh god you are the one that they had no expectation what he would do for the ones who wait upon him those who wait with expectation believing that what god has said he is going to do they weren't listening they weren't wanting to respond they did not know that it was god and there's no other and they did not have an expectation what he would do for those who are waiting faithfully for him to act this is the problem next verse verse 5 in most bibles where it says you met the one who rejoices the one who does righteousness now notice this relationship between one who is rejoicing and what's the source of that joy doing righteousness and what does it say god met this one god entered into the implication is a relationship he came to this one who look again this one who is rejoicing because he's doing that which is righteous and it says in your ways this one is speaking to god and says in your ways oh god this one he remembers you so we see something it's in god's ways that this one remembers him he has an anticipation for what god has said and that god will carry it out in god's ways he remembers god he has this this understanding of god by the faithfulness of god to do what he said he was going to do but here's the problem most of the people they don't have that expectation therefore you with the people that's the implication behold you you were angry why was god angry because of having a faithful expectation of what god was going to do and respond and participate with him what did the people do it says but we sinned now notice the last part of this verse i want to read it in hebrew where it says bahem olam venisha vea now the reason why i wanted to take time and read it in hebrew is to tell you this is a difficult sentence if you go to some website that that gives you translations like bible hub or the bible study company and you look at how translation handles this last part many ignore it many interpret it but they do not translate it or understand it for what it's saying so look carefully at it again where it says bahem olam ve which means in these in these things in what things in these things that god has said that he wants to reveal olam this is the world and we will be saved what it says is this god is faithful if we had had an expectation of these awesome things that god had done 
we could have participated with him what does that mean well to participate with god it demands an agreement we could have agreed with god we could have said yes to him and agreeing with god brings about god's moving and he would have brought salvation and what is this concept of salvation being restored to the purposes of god meaning this we would become the faithful people of god god was willing god moved god did awesome things to bring it about but we weren't expecting this when it happened we weren't listening we did not respond and therefore instead of doing the right thing we sinned and instead of receiving god's workmanship we received his anger and because of that the people did not experience what god wanted to bring about and that was their victory next verse but instead of knowing his salvation this victory this restoration being put in the the position and the the state of being that god wants his people to be in instead of that he says but we all of us are are unclean and then he says how are we unclean as a filthy rag now what's important here is that this is a phrase that speaks about being unclean it's related to the concept of nida now it's speaking about a beged a garment and the word edin which means of high filthiness that which is is revolting and rejecting meaning this because of this defilement god would not accept his people and he says all of your so-called righteousness before me that's implication is as filthy rags that which is rejectable and he says as a leaf that fades are all of us all the people they are feeding fading they are withering they're in the process of of decay because of this spiritual defilement and our iniquities as a spirit or a wind lifts us up if you are a withered leaf and the wind comes it will easily move you and what it's saying here is that instead of being positioned where they need to be where god desires them to be which is only the outcome of faith because of the consequence of sin they become weak and they're easily moved by the forces of this world verse verse 6 in the hebrew text verse 7 in others where it says there is no one that calls on your name furthermore there is no one who is stirred up to hold on to you there is no one who really is interested in god in other words each one has turned aside to his own way he's not remembering god in god's faithfulness to his ways what he's promised to do people are not seeing the faithfulness of god and because they don't expect it they don't see it and therefore they can't respond to it they are in iniquity and because of that they are in spiritual decay they are withering up they are weak 
and they are easily moved by the things of this world away from where god wants them to be and there's no one that calls upon your name no one who is stirred up to hold on to you for you have hid your face from us and what's the outcome and you are melting us in the power of our iniquity meaning this in the hand under the authority of our sin what's happening we are melting we are dissolving we are fading away there's nothing that is seen spiritually among the people that leads them to believe that there's only hope for them that there's any redeeming influence that's coming and this all sets the stage of one thing unless god it's only by god's grace his mercy his faithfulness based upon who he is who he is this covenant keeping god that he moves it's not dependent upon the people but dependent upon god him being faithful to this covenant commitment that he has look again next verse verse 7 in hebrew 8 and others where it says but now o lord you are our father and we are the clay and you are the one who forms us all of us we are the work of your hand it simply means this if god you don't work if you don't form us if you like a a batch of clay if the potter doesn't form it that clay has no hope of becoming some useful vessel it's simply going to stay unformed unshaped and useless it's only the potter that gives the clay value this is what isaiah's testifying to and we need to realize that it is only when we say yes to god and respond to him in faith that faith invites god brings god to work in our life to change us into the people that god wants us to be look at the next verse god because the people aren't exercising faith what's the outcome he's angry so isaiah says do not be angry o lord unto meod meaning unto a very strong and forceful manner if god behaves like this the people have no hope so isaiah look at the text where he says and you do not be angry o lord until much and not until the 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 end why if this was the case if you remember iniquity we have no hope if you focus in our spiritual condition at the present time full of iniquity there's there's nothing's going to happen what does isaiah say look at the end of the verse behold it's a petition look please on your people all of us all of us are your people look upon us take notice of our condition and then he says your holy cities 
they have become a wilderness a place of of emptiness and sion the place of the kingdom referring to jerusalem sion has become a wilderness a a wasteland and jerusalem a desolation so he's saying here when we look at at what your kingdom is related to jerusalem zion your your land none of that reflects none of that is close to becoming what your your prophetic promises relate to furthermore next verse and our holy tabernacle temple and our splendor meaning the splendor of the temple and the holiness of the temple which our fathers praised you meaning praise you in this temple of holiness and splendor it has become a a fire a burning of fire meaning it is no more it has been destroyed and all of the things that that were desirous unto us it has become all of them have become a destruction so we look the things that israel took took comfort in took splendor in all those things they desired they are no more the temple gone and the desirable things as well they have nothing but here's what we need to see they have nothing but a covenantal hope and praise god what is being yelled in this passage is this god keeps covenant even when the people don't deserve that god will respond god is going to move in and of himself because of who he is to bring about a change now we know how it's going to come about The people are faithless. Nothing good happens to a faithless people. Even if they have a covenant, nothing good happens as long as they are faithless. But God is faithful. And God is faithful to bring about a change, to cause the people to turn to him. And what's going to bring about this change? Tribulation, hardship, persecution, misery, suffering, death. And we know that two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to lose their life in what's known as as the time of, of Jacob's trouble. And this intense persecution is going to cause the people to, to look to God with desperation. Sometimes desperation is a faith builder this is what's being spoken of here let's look at our last verse 11 in in the hebrew 12 and others where it says and concerning these things all this this hardship all this destruction israel becoming a wasteland like a desert the temple being destroyed all these desirable things no more it says concerning these things you will restrain yourself oh lord you're just going to sit there and do nothing he says if you are silent then you are afflicting us unto a great extent 
he realizes isaiah is saying god don't be silent don't be still don't restrain yourself from helping us because if you do we are going to be greatly afflicted we know what god's going to do he is going to allow that affliction up into the point where israel turns in faith to him with that messianic expectation it's going to be this desperation that's going to cause them to remember the promises of god and that great promise is of a redeemer of messiah and until as messiah taught at the end of matthew 23 until israel will say blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord a messianic invitation until they say that god's going to be quiet he is going to restrain himself he's not going to move but once they reach that desperation that causes them to believe and hope in the promises of god primarily in the coming of messiah their deliverer once they say blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord for godly purpose in order to establish that covenantal outcome what's the covenantal outcome the establishment of the kingdom of god when the people reach that things are going to change isaiah chapter 64 a chapter of despair because of faithlessness but one that foreshadows that god indeed will not be restrained eternally but that god is going to look upon the plight of his people and when they call out god is going to quickly respond and he is going to open up the heavens he is going to descend he is going to shake the mountains the governments the authority and the nations in order to establish a change a glorious change a kingdom change well i'll close with that until next week shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week may the lord bless you in our messiah yeshua that is jesus as you walk with him shalom from israel